This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, marijuana and hallucinogen use among young adults reached all-time high in 2021, is by NIDA. Since 1975, the Monitoring the Future study has surveyed annually substance use behaviors and attitudes among a sample of teens. This year, the study found that marijuana and hallucinogen use reported by young adults increased significantly. Alcohol remains the most used substance among the study, but rates of past-month nicotine vaping, marijuana vaping, and binge drinking increased over the past year. Next is a study in JAMA Psychiatry titled Percentage of Heavy Drinking Days Following Psilocybin-Assisted Psychotherapy versus Placebo in the Treatment of Adult Patients with Alcohol Use Disorder. This randomized clinical trial revisited a proof-of-concept study from 2015, which considered psilocybin as a potential for treatment of alcohol use disorder. The current study found that the percentage of heavy drinking days during the study period of 32 weeks was, for the psilocybin group, 9.7%, and for the control group, 23.6%. These results support further study of psilocybin-assisted treatment for adults with alcohol use disorder. Our next article in JAMA Network is titled, Association of Fatal Overdose Notification Letters with Prescription of Benzodiazepines. This study examined how drug prescriptions are affected when a physician is notified of a past patient's fatal drug overdose. The study found a 3.7% decrease in 2 mg diazepam pills in the study group, though there were no differences in the average day's supply of new treatment interventions. Next, we have a study in substance use and misuse titled Patient Characteristics Associated with Opioid Abstinence after participation in a trial of buprenorphine versus injectable naltrexone. This secondary analysis study examined correlates of past-month opioid abstinence for 428 patients. At week 36, 33% were abstinent from opioids. There were three factors correlated with lower abstinence, severe depression scores at baseline, Hispanic ethnicity, and sedative use. Patients randomized to extended-release naltrexone instead of buprenorphine were more likely to be abstinent. A new study in neuropsychopharmacology is titled Comparison of Brain Nicotine Uptake from Electronic Cigarettes and Combustible Cigarettes. In this study, the authors examined differences in brain nicotine accumulation after various kinds of cigarette use. Subjects then underwent PET imaging. The study found that e-cigarettes rapidly deliver nicotine to the brain, but they do so at a smaller magnitude and at slower rates in comparison to combustible cigarettes. The authors note that respiratory tract retention of nicotine was higher for e-cigarettes, leading the authors to conclude that these findings indicate e-cigarettes may lead to nicotine dependence, though they may also have potential for smoking cessation and harm reduction among those who use combustible cigarettes. Next is an article in the New England Journal of Medicine titled, Hospital Standards of Care for People with Substance Use Disorder. The benefits of hospital-based addiction care include an improved level of trust in physicians, increased engagement in post-discharge substance use disorder treatment, and reductions in substance use disorder severity. 
Hospital-based addiction care also increases the likelihood that other forms of hospital care will be trauma-informed and will meet the comprehensive health needs of people with substance use disorder. However, pervasive stigma remains against patients with substance use disorder, resulting in the need for systematic reform that includes updated clinical guidance, regulatory standards, and workforce education. Our final study, An Inhibitory Brainstem Input to Dopamine Neurons Encodes Nicotine Aversion, is a neuron. This study demonstrates that high doses of nicotine cause biphasic inhibitory and excitatory responses. The study also identifies the inhibitory effects of aversive nicotine with a laterodorsal tegmentum as a key regulator of heterogeneous dopamine release. Inhibition of laterodorsal tegmentum GABA terminals in the ventral tegmental area prevents nicotine aversion. These findings provide a mechanistic circuit-level understanding of nicotine's dose-dependent effects on reward and aversion. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asamp.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.